Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Amy Weiss and I'm missing my buddy Andy Arnott today. He's busy. He said he had some Amazon issues to deal with today in the middle of Q4, but I get to run the show. I get the microphone. I'm here with my buddy. She's amazing. Yana Krecki from YLT Translations. And we're going to talk about everything listings because, you know, there's so much Yana does this amazing job writing listings all around the world. She knows the keywords in every language and her team is just awesome at this. And she's really helped a lot of sellers uh, kind of move their products and expand them around the world. But even, you know, even any, any listing optimization type of service provider is going to be thrown off by what has been going on lately on Amazon. Right. First, we had the capital letters stuff. Then we had, I don't even, I don't even know like how to keep up anymore. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we do that, why don't we say welcome to Yana and ask her to tell us a little bit about her and how she got started in this crazy e-commerce world. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really sad that Andy is not with us. But as you said, you know, some crazy things uh have are happening around amazon so totally understandable um so i got into e-commerce about 10 years ago i was working for this uh, leading e-commerce in denmark in uh, northern europe and i was like really really interested uh interested to see you know how that world looks like and i actually fall in love with it i got really passionate about it and uh, I have background in languages, so I kind of, you know, I, and I was working as a business development manager, so I kind of combined two of my passions, like, you know, um, languages and e-commerce, and then later Amazon, and uh, after I quit my job, I decided to start something on my own, and uh, that's how well the translations were born, and I would never, ever work for anybody else, ever. That's, that's the best like thing I've done for myself in my life, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's such a scary thing sometimes to take the leap into entrepreneurship and know that you can make it on your own. But I always say like my biggest fear was making it on my own, being able to do that. And now my biggest fear is ever having to go back and, and work somewhere else again, just because it's so nice to be able to work for yourself and and, you know, and so not, it's not for everybody, right? Like no, not everybody not, no. enjoys making all the decisions and having the stress of failure because that can be really stressful. Like knowing, not necessarily knowing how things are going to go and having all that weight of decisions on your shoulders. But um, for those of us that really love it, we can't imagine ever going back to anything else. So that's just awesome. So you got started in 10 years ago, you said. Yeah. I was 20, uh, 20, no, actually it was more, uh, it was 13 years ago. I'm 35 now. I kind of miscalculated that. Um, so it was like 13 years ago, basically. And, uh, um, I've been just enjoying like the whole e-commerce universe ever, ever before, like there was a name for SEO. Like we would go to like different forums and put like backlinks that nobody knew what we were doing that uh drop shipping as well you know there were like so many things that uh i was familiar with like 13 years ago 
and uh but we didn't have the right name for it so it was really interesting to see you know like how that was like 13 years ago and then how now everything changes every month or every week uh when talking about amazon and earlier the, these changes were not that big and they were not uh happening that often so yeah so that was like a big big difference between now and then and now everything kind of goes faster it's like uh it's it's you know it's uh it's got it, it's gotten into like old pores of like everybody's lives and especially this year people change the way how they shop and where they shop so i think that you know nothing is going to be the same my prediction for 2021 is that it's definitely going to just you know uh, continue this trend uh up until maybe i don't know summer when we start traveling and living our lives normally again then people would be just kind of looking away from their computers but i think that q1 definitely is going to have a solid trend uh as it had like the whole year yes i it's gonna be really really interesting and so i would love to get into some of this but before we before we get into all the crazy changes lately on Amazon. I'm actually writing a listing today for a client. And, um, you know, I used to always start all my bullet points with, with capital letters and now I'm finding right, out. Yep. So did everyone. Yeah. That yeah. was the best practice. Right. And right. now it's like, we don't know how fast there, it seems like Amazon started in one category and then mm -hmm. they started, um, you know, taking it one category at a time and, and taking people out. So it's, you know, crazy. I haven't noticed um, that on any international marketplaces yet, only US. Yeah. Have you noticed that as well? Yeah, like uh, what, what I've noticed is that, as you said, like best practice, and this is how everybody uh, does that. And it's also how we would recommend people to write their bullets, for instance. Uh, and we get a lot of listings with that. And we tell the clients like, look, I don't know if you know this, but like the cap, the cap, old caps are kind of, you know, and you don't want to have this in your listing. And they're like, why not? But it's nice. It's like visually, you know, uh, appealing and it's nice to kind of emphasize on the key features and, uh, they just want this to be done the same way. And we haven't had any international listings banned for that. We haven't had any clients reaching out and telling us, uh, we got banned, you were right. And, you know, but, uh, like it's, I just need to tell them and it's, you know, up, up to, up to them to decide whether they're going to use it or not. I know a lot of sellers that had problems with that in the U S marketplace, but when it comes to international marketplaces, I don't think Amazon has kind of, you know, gotten to them, uh, yet. I think it's just like a matter of time, uh, until they kind of clean up everything they can, the U S marketplace and just move on to international listings. But, uh, I think that 90% of international listings I've seen have caps lock in their bullets still. Yes. And we're translating them that way. Nothing is happening for now. But I would always advise people to be super cautious because you, you just you just never know. So one of the biggest questions that I've gotten on that is, well, Amy, should I go and change all my listings right now? And should I make right. them non-caps? And I've been telling people, no, I wouldn't necessarily in the middle of Q4 yeah, go no, in no. and change from caps to regular, you know, title case, which um, title case, I mean, and I'll ask you what you're doing at the front of your bullet points, but what I'm doing is just, 
I'm using the little squirrely brackets and just putting a title case in there for new listings. So my advice to people, if you're worried about that is if you have to go in and change something anyway for your listing, it shouldn't affect your indexing to just go ahead and change the caps. You know, if you're not changing any yeah. words or anything like that. Um, but if you don't have to change anything right now, just leave it alone <laughs> because you just never know, right? Would you say the same thing? Yeah, I would definitely not recommend changing those for international listings, especially the European ones, because we literally haven't seen any problems like ever since this whole craziness started in the US. We haven't had a single problem and we do more than uh, 2000 listings every month, especially wow. like the last three months have been completely insane when it comes to international inquiries and we've done tons and tons of listings and nobody came back to us saying, Hey, look what happened. I think those, this might be bullets because we literally warn everyone before doing that, you know, just, you know, do you really want to have this caps log or not? And, uh, I would not out of just that, like the whole experience with the last two months we've had, I would not recommend anyone. And as you said, like in the middle of Q4, like don't go in panic mode and be like, oh my God, let's do, let's change something. And, you know, like, don't, I would not change your international listings. Like not until I hear that somebody has had a problem on the German marketplace, because I think that of all marketplaces in Europe, German marketplace would be the first one to be affected by this as being the biggest one. And especially now after Brexit, like, you know, UK is not going to be part of the pan-European program. So Germany takes the lead definitely uh, even more in Europe. It is the biggest uh, marketplace, but now it's going to be, I think, even bigger. And people were going, are going to, you know, just uh, start on German, even they're from the States, because the UK is now going to be, you know, just a place of for itself, it's not going to be connected to any other um, European countries. So I would not suggest changing anything. And as soon as I hear something, <laughs> I will let you know. But, so uh, you know, speaking of that, you mentioned, uh, for those of you who don't know what Yana does, her team actually writes international listings around the world on the different marketplaces. So if you want to sell your products in Germany or France or Mexico or wherever, you need to be able to translate your listing into another language. But as we've all learned, I'm sure, I'm sure if you have not seen her speak <laughs> about this, you know, you're, you're missing out because she's been on so many stages talking about this. But the big thing is you want to hire it out because you're not going to use, you don't want to use Google Translate. You, the keyword for water bottle might be different than what Google Translate provides. And so if you're trying to list your water bottle in Germany, you want to make sure that the languages match up with the keywords that people are actually searching for. Because remember, if they can't find your listing, they can't buy from you. But yeah, what you said about, you said you write 2000 listings a month in all these yes. international marketplaces. It's, it's basically translation and localization. So it's not like copywriting from scratch. We do that as well. But this is more of like a translation with uh, adjustments for the target marketplace and target language. Um, so we kind of do rewrite some parts because we want them to sound better. You cannot definitely, you know, um, 
just uh, tr translate the US style as it is to German marketplace because Germans are completely opposite than Americans who are, you know, uh, super salesly, pushy, buy my product, my product is amazing. In Germans, they just, they just hate that. They're like very, you know, straightforward, straight, you know, like, uh, you know, just like, don't to try to sell me, like, like don't try to sell me how me. it is. Yeah. Don't tell me how amazing your product is. I'll be the judge of that, you know, just show me the features and is it a high quality product or not, you know, and I don't care about all the other metaphors and, you know, whatever you use. So like, it would be completely ridiculous to just take a U.S. listing and trust, translate it word by word to uh, a different language. And it's good that you mentioned Google Translate because nowadays, especially with all the bans and everything going on, for instance, like we had a client and he wanted to sell face masks, you know, and then using Google, I mean, first of all, yeah, I didn't even want to work on this listing, but no, like, we eventually <laughs> we said yes, but like they use Google Translate a lot and the Google Translate put, of course, all the disposable mask, cloth mask, like it's like keywords of whatever. And they just kind of presented the listing to us and I was like, no, you know, because like Google Translate can do that for you. I mean, masks are literally the worst product you can try to sell right now, but for all other products, you can get so many uh, banned words and prohibited words um, that, you don't, that you cannot use and you would not know because you will be trusting Google Translate, which is still unfortunately taken as like a quality check for a lot of different texts, which yeah. is completely wrong. So, you know, you, and Google Translate doesn't know if germs is, you know, prohibited or not, or, yeah. you know, parasites, bacteria. Yes, absolutely. All of the, the banned words. And you really have to bear that in mind. And also a lot of translators who don't work a lot of, on products with Amazon, they don't know this, of course, they're going to translate that as it is. They're going to use brand names and everything. So it's really yeah. important if you even want to hire someone who's not like trained for Amazon translations, you have to train this person. You have to tell them what is not to be used and like how to optimize them the right way because regular translators, they don't know that and don't expect- They're just going to gonna translate plainly. Yeah, as right. it is. And you're going to get in a lot of trouble. But speaking of, uh, you know, trouble and uh, bullets and stuff, what, what I saw, and I don't know, this is really new and I haven't seen this ever happen, is that a lot of German sellers, their products got, like they, they, they got their products down because they use HTML for product description instead of regular, just regular product description. And as soon as they got rid of the HTML code, their, their products were up again. They were like, I've heard about like 40, 50 sellers having problems with that on the German marketplace. So that's something really new. And I have never heard about this before. Uh, since then we stopped using HTML because this is like really, you know, 100% correct information and nobody had any trouble, but I've, I've, I've heard and talked to some of them and they told me that HTML for product description was the problem for the German marketplace. And this is why their, their, their listings were, were down. And I don't know who figured that out, but once the first person put the description without HTML, then everything was fine. 
So if you have A plus content, don't keep, who cares if you have HTML code for your product description, it's still going to be in backend. You just want to get it indexed. But if you have A plus content, get rid of the HTML code for the German marketplace for now, because I don't know what's up with that, but currently that's the issue that's been going on. And what about if you don't have a, so for those of you who aren't really sure what HTML coding is, this is what your product description, if you don't have the fancy web page looking A plus content, your product description is just going to show up as a big blob of text. And the reason it's important to HTML format it is because it actually looks nice and it splits up your text and it gives you bullet points and all of that. And your product description is what shows up first on mobile before your bullet points. Exactly. So when customers are shopping on mobile, let's just imagine they click on, you know, they're scrolling through and they find your product and they click on your listing and they go through your photos first, right? Because your photos actually show up in line um, on the page when you're shopping on mobile. And right underneath that is just this giant blob of text. And you're like, what? And on mobile, it's like, it goes on forever. It's a really long one, right? Uh, or some people won't put anything there or they'll just put like a, a really, you know, badly formatted sentence or something. But, and then after that, you actually see the features and details, which is your bullet points. So what are you guys doing in Germany if you can't have HTML formatting, are you just trying to like do carriage returns or what? Well, there's only one thing you can do. And there's just like, you know, that horrible blah text looking like this horrible notepad. So that's just what we do. And just, we, we make sure that there are keywords at the beginning of this blob. So you get indexed, as you said, on the mobile, you can see the, the description and then key features come right after that. So that's, that's very important. So I would, I mean, I know it looks ugly, but uh, you would still get ranked. And so I would just maximize the beauty of the listing in bullets <laughs> and then in, in, in pictures and then whatever it's important for people to, who scroll down to be like, okay, what, what is this horrible text? You know, but uh, at, at least you will have your listing up and that really, you know, it's the, that, that's what's, what's count, what counts. Yeah, it's better than it not being there at yeah. all. So yeah. speaking of which, you said that you were getting a ton of requests for international listings. Yeah, literally tons. Tell us about why the increase, what's happening? Are people just wanting to sell in more marketplaces? Are there just more sellers? What do you feel is the reason and where are you seeing the most activity? Right. I definitely think that now that now uh, more than ever, there are definitely more sellers than Amazon. And that's why I think Amazon is doing like all the craziness because they want to clean up all of the, you know, maybe relevant sellers, people who don't know what they're doing. And it's going to get harder and harder to sell, I think. But I think also people are kind of getting more and more greedy and be like, okay, I want to, I want more. I want to get ahead of my competitors. And uh, this year, I think people have been focusing so much on their business, like their online business, that even those who haven't thought of international expansion were like, why? Like, let's do it this year. This year is like the best time to do it. And I've, I've had like a lot of clients who contacted us 
last year or like seven or eight months ago who are not sure they want to do this. And then now they're like, okay, we're ready. We think it's the right time to do it. And literally like uh, they were launching new products. And I think that people just think that's a really good opportunity. And also because as you can tell, uh, the US marketplace has a lot of different bands and rules than international marketplace. So I think it, it's maybe easier playground for people to um, earn money and to maybe increase their profit than it is on the US uh, marketplace. That's maybe one. And definitely number two is that people think that this is very good opportunity to expand because they're like fully focused on their businesses. I think a lot of people even have their business plans and everything figured out. So they just gonna start doing what they've been planning for the last couple of years. And uh, we mostly work with US and UK clients. That's the majority of our uh, clients and um, uh, a lot of people just uh, really want to go big this year and they really want to go all in and of course a lot of them want to sell their business and I think now more than ever there are so many companies that acquire businesses like Thrasio, Heroes, Razor Group, there's so many uh, companies that we also work with and it's insane how fast they buy other people's businesses so I also think that it, people see this as a really quick turn uh, you know like uh, uh they can quickly Way to get expand exactly and then they can easily sell that in like 40 days to one of these companies and they see like a really good opportunity for that and all of these companies that we're working with, with the translations for as i said like the thrasio razor group perch uh, they all want to scale like they have like I don't know hundreds of brands and they want to scale internationally every single one of them because they see a really great potential in that so I think you know if the leading companies really want to do that I think that you know this is exactly what uh, you should be aiming for definitely and I think that international marketplaces are kind of you know, like under this, like uh, this, this, the, 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 the glass uh, bell and it, they're still Amazon proof from all of their rules and bans and everything going on in the US marketplace. And so, so I what just about think all the FBA um, restrictions that we're having in the US? Are those same things happening in internet? So right now, you know how we can only send the inventory limits, which has been right. huge, like, we're selling Merchant Fulfilled and FBA. So our sales are up over 100% from last year. But if we were not doing that, there's no way because the inventory limits are changing every day and it's just been a pain. Is that same thing happening? Like in Ger if I go start selling in Germany, can I send in, you know, a thousand units or how is that working? Yeah, I think for Germany, uh, I think the inventory is fine. You can send a lot of, I mean, there's still no restrictions, but I know for France, there have been so, so many horrible things going on. And there were also like one, uh, uh, I think in April or, or May, there was a ban for Amazon products to be sold. Like the, the warehouses were closed. And uh, also like uh, now for Black Friday in France as well, uh, Amazon advertising was banned because they wanted to help out small businesses. And so they decided it's not going to be any like advertisement for Black Friday in France. So I think that France is a little bit rebellious as they are, of course, for everything right. in history. But for all other, uh, like for instance, for Germany, for other inventories, um, I haven't heard any restrictions. I think that people can still 
uh, send those uh, pretty pretty freely. And I just know that people in the UK are in panic mode because of the the whole Brexit thing, um, and they don't know what to do. And do they want yeah, to yeah, it used to be and, yeah, it used to be that you for so for those of you listening who are wondering like, hey, how do I expand to Europe? Because that usually is the first. Um, you know, kind of expansion point. Am I right about that? So the first expansion point is usually Europe from the US. People go to Europe next. Um, yes, people usually go to uh, to uh, the UK because of the language barrier, because there isn't any. Because it's English, yeah. Yeah, because it's English, right. And then, but, then they, they don't usually do keywords, which are different. You know, I mean, sometimes it can, they can be 95% the same, but yeah. in a lot of cases, depending on the product, you are probably going to miss out on some of the high uh, search volume keywords in the UK marketplace because people do not search for the same things in the UK and the US. You know, like people in the UK prefer tea and the US people, they don't drink tea as much, right? So it's a different right. culture. And yeah. like, you know, there's some word differences between British English and American English, such as like, they, they call it a pram, we call it a stroller, you know, there's, there's different words for things in the way that they search. Oh, I have to, I have to just say my favorite example. Uh, so um, thongs, okay. And so thongs, in, because, you know, of course we have Amazon Australia. So Amazon Australia thongs, when you say that, they mean flip-flops. <laughs> okay. So those are thongs, sandals, whatever. So if you would search for thongs on Australian Amazon, you would get flip-flops and not underwear, for instance. That's just, uh, I, I love that example. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.